Iowa everywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Besides Kirky, here's the deal. I know the Iowa Corn Cyhawk series is starting, but no matter who wins on the field, we all win when we choose Unleaded 88, okay? named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Good morning. Welcome to Two Guys Named Chris. It is the 18th of September 2023. My name is Chris Williams. I'm joined as always by Chris Hassel, we are presented by Fairway Meeting Grocery, coming to you live <clears throat> on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube from the Channel Seed Studios. Hassel is back from West Virginia. I stayed and uh, watched games in my home office all day on Saturday. We have a lot to get to. Iowa State loses at Ohio. Iowa takes care of business against Western Michigan and Deion Sanders in Colorado continued to take college football hmm. by storm. How are you, Chris? God, I, I'm not great because I think it all started with having to stay up to watch that entire game. You that poor baby. Colorado game. So I'm on the East Coast. I'm in West Virginia. I get back to the hotel at like one. There's still a full half to go in that Colorado game. And... uh so I watched the whole thing because we have Colorado this week, Colorado at Oregon. So I'm rooting for Colorado. And that thing goes until like 2.30. And I have to get up in the morning at 7 to drive an hour and a half to the Pittsburgh airport. And so I only got three hours of sleep, and now I'm sick. <laughs> oh, you're sick? I'm sick. Just because you had to stay up and watch the Colorado game? Well, I'm just saying that didn't help. But I uh, woke up in the middle of the night. My throat was burning, just burning. And now I'm uh, I'm waiting on the results of a PCR. Oh, you you might have the vid? Well, I mean, I don't know if I do. It just feels like a cold, like I normally I hope you do. don't have it, because then you wouldn't be able to go to Oregon. That's not true. The old COVID? Yeah, it's, it only knocks you out a couple days anymore. I don't even know how that works. Honestly, I have no idea how that works. If you get COVID, are you supposed to stay home? Like, are you for a few days? I think. I think it might be yeah. five days or something. I don't know. I don't think it is. I just I think it's cold. <sighs> and uh, well, you know what? I'm fighting through it for you My and man. our wonderful listeners. 
My man. Two and guys named can Chris. I, can, can we put this to bed? I finally got a Fairway meat box that was from Fairway. Now, don't be stepping in here and telling me it was from another listener. No, I, from what I understand, this one was from Fairway. It's the real deal. The What'd real deal. What'd you get in it? Oh, just all kinds of meat. Just all kinds of red meat. Uh, steaks. I guess there were some pork chops in there. See, the UPS guy dropped it off. There you go. Yeah. So so now I opened the... Um, I opened the freezer last night to get some ice and just a bunch of shit just fell on top of me. My freezer is so full. There's no room. You just have too much fairway meat. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's tough times over here. I'm sick and the freezer's full. We got uh, Matt Campbell on just the hot flying seat. around to your game of the week every week. You know, staying in five-star hotels. Get being forced to stay up and watch one of the best college football games we've seen in ten years. You poor people sending you thousands of dollars worth of <laughs> rare meats. Oh, you you're such a you're living such a hard life, asshole. Well, when you put it that way, in your pool, you and your wife hanging out just drinking. Williams, all I'm night gone so pool. much. I work so much. I can't even use the pool. It's pointless. It just sits out there. All right. Well, I'll send Cameron down. She'll use your pool. Uh, a lot to get to. We will start with Iowa State today. I feel like that's considerably bigger story right now than Iowa. We'll probably spend more time on Iowa coming up on Thursday with their Are you game. about to fry your head coach? <laughs> well, I don't need to. There's that guy. That you know that that guy was there. That was that a- Iowa Come fan on, in Campbell, disguise. Hey, hey, that guy. In his Hakeem Butler jersey. And then well, that, and he looks at the camera and just smiles at the end. That guy's such a troll. That is an Iowa fan in disguise, Hassel. Shut Did up. you send him there? Yeah. He. I mean, I guess if I were to dress up as an Iowa State fan, that's probably <laughs> the kind of outfit I'd wear. I'd have Mardi Gras beads. I'd have, it looks like a new Iowa State hat, Hakeem Butler jersey. Look at that. It's all fresh. He's never worn any of that stuff before. In all serious, um, no, seriousness, though, we need to break down this, this film. It's like the Zabruder film. I mean, this was, this was the trending thing after the game. Campbell running by. You're on the hot seat. You're on the hot seat. Turns around. Let me at him. Let me at him. Had to be restrained. But this is, this is what happens when you play on the road at a Mac school. Like, if yeah. this is a big stadium. I mean, if this is Kinnick Stadium, for instance. You can't hear that. No. And, and, and there's thousands of fans. Even if you do hear something, you just keep going. But when there's just one fan out there and you got like your walk back to the tunnel is up a hill and through a parking lot and you're out exposed, you hear that and you're like, God, damn, that's one guy. I'm going to turn around. And I, look, he shouldn't have done it. It wasn't a good look for Campbell, but I don't, let's not overreact. I, I'm with you. In fact, I would go to the point where I'm. he shouldn't have done it, no doubt. And I'm sure Matt will be asked about it on Tuesday, and I'm sure he'll take it back. Mm-hmm. But I actually said to it was Connor Ferguson from Cyclone Fanatic who sent it to me, and he wanted to know what my thought is. And I said, well, I said that. but Wait, is he the one who shot the video? No, he, sent, he okay. saw it on Twitter, and he's the one who showed it to me. 
And I said to him, I go, there's going to be a portion of the fan base that it, it's like, hey, Matt's not a robot. Mm-hmm. It's like a real human yep. act. And frankly, that's that's needed right now. Um, his quote about the offensive line play being yeah. embarrassing. Like, I, he kind of, I, I don't know. I have no idea what it means for the rest of the year, but I thought the – the fan thing and then that quote i was like there's a portion of the fan base that's been yearning for this for a while just this real talk yeah give us the real deal give us some emotion because he should be pissed he should be fired up that that was embarrassing yeah i think i think he said all the right things after the game he didn't blame the officials he you know he was asked about the field goal that may or may not have been good and he said, look, we, we have to make our own luck. That's that's not something that I'm going to blame this loss on. But he called yeah. the, the offensive line play, the physicality specifically, embarrassing. And, and it was. I think all Iowa State fans are embarrassed. And I think it's more, when you look at this game and the reason why it's, uh, why I called it the most important game of the Campbell era it's just because of the optics. Like, Ohio is pretty damn good. This this line was right. Like, th- this was almost a toss-up game. So the fact that they lost the game isn't totally embarrassing in itself. But it's just the way it looks. You're on the they- road, half-empty stadium against a MAC team after you just lost to Iowa, after you just had a last-place finish in the Big 12. It's all that added together that makes it as bad as it is through three games iowa state is ranked 121st nationally at 3.2 yards per rush and i i would make the argument that that number is even skewed because their running backs some they their running backs combined for like 11 total yards on saturday really the reason they even had rushing yards in the plus side was because rocco got some at the end you know, scrambling and, and when they finally opened up the offense a little bit. Real quick, Van Winks has the video, uh, some audio of what Matt Campbell had to say about the offensive line after the game. It seemed like the running backs, for the most part, didn't even have a chance. So they were living in your back. Yeah. What were the breakdowns for the offensive line? Well, I, they, a lack of physicality. I mean, I, it's it's embarrassing. You know, we, we continue to struggle there right now. And, you know, again, that is an area for us. If we are going to take a step forward, that group has got to be a group that comes forward for us. And, um, you know, we, we're too, we've got too good of players to be able to do it. But, again, it's great to have talent, but you got to want to demand to do it. And we got to do a better job in it. And, again, we got to do a better job, too. We're trying to put them in the best situations. I, I don't know what that looked like. And, you know, on Tuesday, I'll probably be able to give you a better clarity on that piece of it. But, you know, I thought their D-line physically got after us the entire day. So I'm not going to get into the whole schematics theme, Chris. I've done that on Cyclone Fanatic if you guys want to go and listen to it. But, like, to me, it's clear through three games, you know, because let me walk you back. Against Northern Iowa, they were fine in the first half. Second half, it was sluggish, but I was like, you know, they were really keeping it base, and they were. Second game – it's against Iowa, one of the top, what, five defenses in the country, ten defenses in the country, whatever. I didn't expect anything out of them. This is one where you just – there's no there's no excuse. There's no 
there's nothing you can say to because I had said, remember last week I said I want to watch him through Oklahoma State before I judge the offense, before mm-hmm. I judge this team? I take it back. <laughs> I've seen enough. Like, I, I've seen enough on Saturday. So, like, what can you do? And I, I think the only option right now, and this is super complicated, and, and I'm glad that you're my co-host here because you're an Iowa fan. You understand when you have that good of a defense, what you want to play to, how you win games, winning ugly, all that stuff. But I, like when Iowa did it last year and the year before, you guys were getting defensive touchdowns and special teams touchdowns, and you know you could still win games that way. I would say it's not getting that. You can't score six points every week, and I, I, I think they have to totally revamp this thing. Really, I just I can't imagine in five weeks watching what we've watched, where Iowa State's like this average running. I don't even think they can get to average. As so far as a what, running team. What would you suggest, offensive coordinator Chris Williams? I would suggest so passing to run, basically. Mm-hmm. I would suggest getting Carson Hansen and Abu Sama, who are both true freshmen. That's another problem here. You have so many true freshmen out there. Um, but short passing game to because I don't think they can run the football Chris I just I don't like I they can't I mean they've, yeah, they've proven that they can't I don't think they're going to be able to they've only given up one sack all year I think Rocco Beck is an accurate enough quarterback you have some talent to get guys yeah, the, the only chance they had moving the ball down the field is when they would throw the ball down the field that's yes. it and, and there was the one drive that was just infuriating because they opened it up a little bit they started moving the ball down the field Beck was hitting and they, they got near midfield. They ran it twice. Yeah. They ran it twice and didn't get anything. couple of yards. So it's third and seven, third and eight. They run a six-yard out. Beck had all kinds of time back there. He could have... He could have thrown it downfield. Instead, he he goes down to his receiver, who's wide open, but over on the sideline, leads him out of bounds because he, he ran the route short of the first down. Then you go in, you're going to go for it, and you burn a timeout, and then you punt it. I mean, it's, it's just infuriating. When they opened it up, they moved the ball. But the problem is they were too stubborn to open it up until the fourth quarter when you were already down by two scores. So here, here here's the problem they have. It's like you want to play to beat these teams that are more talented than them down the stretch. It's like you've got to win ugly. But the problem is I don't think you can win ugly winning ugly because <laughs> you can't move the ball. You have to be able to run. You have to be able to move the ball in some capacity. It cannot just go three and out every possession. And I think they need to – there was this game, Chris, and, and I went really in-depth at this on my post-game podcast if you guys want to listen to I'm not going to – we don't have time to do it all here. But there was a game in 2017 – it was when the dime stack defense was born. They beat they beat they'd beaten Akron, but they had given up a ton of third downs and like they didn't have a great defensive performance. And Matt Campbell and John Haycock and Tom Manning and all those guys went back and they completely revamped their defense in one week. And I think we're to the point where offensively you can't completely revamp an offense because you only have certain types of players, but They've got to go back to the drawing board, and 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 if not, like they're doomed for another one or two or three win season. 
They just are. You can't – and another thing, too, and you, you can't – if you're going to play this way, you can't miss field goals. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to make a field goal if you're going to play this way. Like in, And this is a thing again. You have to be able to make a field goal. And I got all these people on Twitter, oh, you're making too big of a deal out of the kicker. No, I'm not. Yeah, watch an Iowa game. I know they missed a field goal, but like, <laughs> you've you, you got to make some kicks. You can't. And the problem is now with this new clock rule, like Ohio is milking the right. shit out of that thing. Like they were mm-hmm. trying to make this thing short. A field goal means more to Iowa State now than it ever has. The first one was on the holder. It was a bad hold. It, it was it was really bad, and that's not on the kicker. The second one, you can say it was good. It was really close and yeah. not close enough. You can't when you're playing like this, as you said, Williams, and we we talked about this all last year. When you're trying to win games like that, win in the margins, you, you can't be missing field goals. Like the field goal is what you do when you wave the white flag on the drive. When you can't get into the end zone, you you take your three points. They they don't say they don't say you try to get three points. They say you take your three points because you, you take it because you're going to make it, and they're not making them. And now you got fans second guessing. Tom Manning, yeah. And whether or not they should have run him out of town, because the offense looks worse this year. Yeah, the Tom Manning thing's interesting, and I mean, I tried telling people last year that Tom Manning's a good coach. Like he's called he's he's called plays for the best offenses in Iowa State history. He was never is Shieldhouse calling the plays or is Campbell calling the plays? I don't I don't know. I think Shieldhouse is. I don't know for sure. You know, you, I, it's hard for me to say for sure, but clearly Shieldhouse is uh acting on behalf of his head coach. Sure. Right. I I don't know who's physically calling in the plays. I think it's Nate Shieldhouse. I I, I would say I'm like 80% sure it's Nate it's Nate Shieldhouse. Again, I'm I'm going to go and compare this to last year, Iowa, when I, I kept saying each week, you have to throw the ball down the field to open up the running game. Because these teams, they're going to stack the box. Yeah, They're going to make sure you stop the run because they know either you can't pass it or you're not going to pass it. Iowa refused to do it. They didn't have the quarterback to do it last year, so they couldn't run the ball. If Iowa State wants to run the ball, they need to start passing it more. Yes, I, I know it kind of goes against your logic, but that's that's the bottom line. And yeah, you're going to have your mistakes from Beck. He's he's thrown some picks, some really important interceptions. But if you're going to start opening up some holes, if you're going to start winning the math game up front, you've got to show these teams that you're willing to go down the field more. The um... I promise everybody this is the last time I'm going to quote Mike Leach. It's the third time I've done it in reference to this game, but he's the greatest offensive mind of our generation. And he always said, Chris, he doesn't care about run-pass ratio. That means nothing to him. What he cares about is the fact that you're using the entire field to keep defenses mm-hmm. honest. Okay, So like Mike's, Mike's philosophy was – Exactly what we're talking about. You can use this short passing game to serve as your running game. Yes, it's but an extension of the run game. Get it yes. out. Get but it out got, wide. You've got to be able to use the whole field. And if you're trying to scheme against Iowa State right now, what are you scheming against? You're just stacking the box. and mm-hmm. like you, 
You don't have any receivers that are beating you right now. You've got a really good young tight end. That like that's one of the pluses right here when you're looking at this. And I think you've got a young, accurate quarterback. For what it's worth, too, I heard that um, Rocco Beck was so sick. L- listen to this. He was he didn't even get into the halftime locker room because he was puking so much at, at halftime of that game, and he looked great. Of all the guys on that offense, I would make the point that Rocco Beck, like, he is not the problem here, okay? So play to your young quarterback, and this offensive line cannot run block, so let's try something different. And I'm I'm hoping that Matt is past the point of no return and they're going to put their chips all in and kind of do what they did in 2017 with the defense. We'll see. That's easier said than done. You cannot just change your entire offensive philosophy overnight, but this is the definition of insanity, just doing the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. This team is not going to be able to run the football in the Big 12, so they have to – if they're going to try and win games, which that's the whole point here, they've got to open it up and try something different. And stick with Becht is – I mean, if you're, if you're going to stick with him here when he's puking all over the place and- – I would think I didn't so. hear anything about J.J. Cole being sick. You're probably going to stick with him moving forward. And Campbell said after the game, you know, Rocco played his tail off. I, I think this is who you stick with because he has looked good at times. He, he's, he's made some mistakes, but that's the that, only good thing about the offense right now. Well, and that interception wasn't his fault on Saturday either. The wide receiver just tripped. And, like, if he, if he wouldn't have tripped, it probably would have been a first down. So... Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, he tripped. He was down before Beck even threw the ball. I mean, you got to. It was just a I quick think he threw it expecting though. him to be there. Yeah, you got you got to look to see that he he wasn't. That that's my take on it. It was a quick route. I'm guessing that. Yeah, yeah I, I I could see your argument, but and the second one was like a pinball, just kind of ricocheted off somebody and ended up in Ohio's hands. He's been very accurate at the end of the day, and it it clearly looks like you're running with him. So let him let him go out there and do something. the The problem is you you if you do all this you 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 can't do the turnover thing because I mean the defense really only gave up three <laughs> because you, the the one touchdown was given it to Ohio on a short field. Here's and, the and weird it, thing though, and then against Iowa there was the pick six. They are about to play an easier game. Yes. They're favored this week against Oklahoma State. Yes. Ohio would beat Oklahoma State, just like they beat Iowa State. Oklahoma State just got smoked on their home field by South Alabama. That was one of your games to watch this week, Williams. Yeah. And it was a blowout. And that might be the silver lining in all of this. It, when you look around the Big 12, look at some of the results this past weekend. From Iowa State, Oklahoma State, and across the board. The Big 12 is not good. It's not. This is Texas, as bad as it's been in 10 years. Texas and Oklahoma are the only ranked teams. I I could make the argument that UCF and BYU are the next best teams in the Big 12. I mean, you've had some really bad non-conference losses. Now, I saw one of the teams pick up one of the better non-conference wins. I saw West Virginia firsthand knock off Pittsburgh, but Iowa State can beat West Virginia. I mean, they don't have an offense either. But when you look around, you look at the schedule. Pull up Iowa State's schedule, Van Winks. 
And and look at these teams that look. Texas might be elite. I'm not sure. I, I'm definitely not sure it's after Bama, the Bama's different now. Bama looked terrible this week. Um, but okay, so you got Oklahoma State coming up. You're favored in that game. You're at Oklahoma. That's Plus. I don't see how that's winnable at all. Home against a TCU team that lost to, lost to Colorado, and I, I'm not sold on Colorado. I mean, look, Colorado State should have beat them. That's the big. That's, uh, that's the big Jack Trice uh, honoring game too. They're going to wear the throwbacks in that game. Okay, and then going on the road to Cincinnati, picked second to last in the league. Cincinnati just lost to Miami, uh, Ohio. Miami Ohio at home. Just lost to Miami Ohio, and then. You know, we've seen who did Baylor lose to in week one? Texas State. Yeah, they struggled with Long Island this week. Finally put them away in the second half. And then it gets tougher with at BYU, Texas, and at Kansas State. Uh, Kansas State lost to Missouri, but that, that's a that's a tough game. Um, lost in a last second field goal. So there, there there are some winnable games on the schedule because of the Big 12s lack of depth right now i mean it's it's too bad you don't see who are the two teams they don't see houston the two new teams west virginia and ucf ucf yeah well it's probably good you don't see ucf because they they might be they don't have texas legit um but there's opportunities for wins is what i'm saying because i think the big 12 is the worst power five conference this season do you agree with that yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the only other in the conversation would be the ACC, but Florida State's kind of yeah. Those would be comparable, but I think the ACC is better this year. This yeah. is Florida as State bad as and like, Miami look pretty good in the yeah. ACC. North Carolina, similar leagues, good. really. When you have the two at the top, and then Duke but, looks pretty good too. <laughs> Duke, two teams. Wow. How about the what Big Twelve tweeting that out? By the way, Do, I get. Are they like? Is that in the contract that the Big 12 has to tweet out the AP top 25? Because you saw what Pollard did last week. Yeah. When he when he showed the highest rated Big 12 games and he omitted Texas Alabama in his post. But the Big 12 tweets out but, the poll and it's just Texas and Oklahoma. <laughs> Chris, do you agree with me now though? Like this was kind of my point. I've made this point going forward. Otzelberger actually has a tougher job than Campbell. Because in this well, new Big 12, like well, yeah, there's Big an 12, opening yeah. to be good at football. Here. Yeah. There's an mm-hmm. opening to be a top half team in that league for the first time in Iowa State history. You could actually do that. Yes. And, and this is why. Uh, Circus Sports Iowa, we appreciate their great support of everything we do here at Iowa Everywhere. We are 2 0 and 1. On our uh, millions right now. Hey, we, ben, we Wade, a, what are you doing putting up last week's against you, the spread? You, you still got a game left, up? don't you? What the hell are you doing? It says one and four. Yeah, oh, well, I haven't updated yeah, okay. overall. Okay. Not this week. All right. All right fine. Yeah, we actually up. didn't end up taking the Browns. If you remember, Oh, that's right. We, we oh, sorry. changed that one out. Wow. Jesus uh, Christ, Van. We haven't lost yet. We had a push yesterday, so pretty good week for us. Oh, that was just sickening that. And then we uh, we won our survivor. We had the Bills and Survivor, so we are we are moving on to week three. And what what is it that we have outstanding tonight? 
Um, we're on the Saints tonight against the rookie quarterback in Carolina. Minus yes. three. We're on the Saints. Wait, we're two we're two and one, right? Because we lost the the Giants didn't wake up until the oh, second yeah. half. We did not two cover. one and zero and one because yeah, of the we push. didn't cover. With because what about that uh, Rams field goal at the end? Hassel has been just irate for 13, 14 hours now. He just won't stop texting about, which was great for me because I had the Rams uh, plus seven and a half is what I got of that yesterday. Are you okay? No. And so I'm sitting there watching this unfold. And so I'm in a pool with you and it's the big Dave Zavolinsky pool. Yeah. And I'm sitting pretty. I'm looking like I'm going to win this week. I just need the 49ers to cover what in that pool was eight and a half. And they're up 10. Rams have the ball. There are five seconds left. Clock is running. They spike the ball at like the 20 yard line with like three seconds left. So there's only time for one play. You're down 10. Either just throw it to the end zone, knee it. It doesn't matter. What do they do? They kick the field goal. So I'm sitting there. I'm despondent. Despondent. And then I see a text from Van Winks. And it's just like, hey, did you see the end of the 49er Rams game? <laughs> I was pissed about it, too. I had a bet on that. <laughs> you no, Van about- Winks, you're all over-modulated today. I don't know what's going on. I'm too loud for you? Yeah. Anytime he starts talking about the 49ers, man, he just gets bang, all bang, amped Niner up. Gang. Yeah, you're obsessed, man. You, well, I guess I don't blame you because, like, you've got two football teams, the 49ers yes. and the Cyclones. Hey, is is Brock Purdy the best quarterback in the NFL right now? Right he now. damn good. I would yeah. say no, but he looks Absolutely damn is. good. Sorry, I just got the results of my PCR. Negative. Bring on Oregon, baby. Let's go. Hassel's going to be in the background of Prime's locker room speech this week, like The Rock was last week. I mean, by yeah, the way, I'm re- really interested the, to see what that dynamic is going to be like. I know they're on the road at Oregon, but I mean that 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 show it is sucks. Travis Hunter is going to be out like that. He does, yeah, big time. That really, sucks. you see the line? It's three touchdowns. Yeah. Well, I mean, I may have gotten it at sixteen when it wow. first came out. Like without, I, I don't know. Van Winkle had a huge mishap. I was. Can I can I get to my bigger, better Boulder? Are we ever going to talk Iowa? Yeah, we'll get to him. I mean, it's a bigger, better Boulder, powered by Kelderman Manufacturing. Manufacturing. Just cut your ass off. Just cut our, your ass off. All of our great farmers that are listening out there, you channel seedsmen, tell your customers about Kelderman Manufacturing. Harvest season, they have a great line of agriculture, like the down corn reel. Go to Kelderman.com. They are locally owned and operated in Oskaloosa, and really good people, good buddies of mine. They'll take care of you this harvest season. The uh, My bigger, better boulder is just college football in general, and let me explain. The The Colorado game Saturday night was <laughs> as entertaining of a game as I've watched, and I don't remember how long. It had everything. These two teams hated each other. It was a 
couple of fan bases that hate each other. You had Prime. Uh, and it wasn't just this game. The Alabama-South Florida game was great theater. The you know There was like a fight in the Tennessee-Florida game. The earlier games had a really fun one in Kansas State and Missouri. You had South Carolina, my mom's Cox, you know, putting it to Georgia early on, creating theater. This sport is the greatest sport in the world, even on weeks that we think it's going to suck. And then listening to you at the Backyard Brawl and just the how on fire Morgantown was mm. on Saturday night. This was a great weekend of college football, it, it was. and it was supposed to be the worst of the year. And we talked about this. That when when we get weekends like this, when it looks like it's going to be a big dud, oh man! Usually there's some real intrigue, if if not a major upset, real intrigue, and there was. I mean, there were some near major major upsets. My triple B is right along those lines. It's just it's regional rivalries, backyard rivalries, if you will, because uh, I was at the backyard brawl and. It's, it's what we are going to lose, what we are going to miss. And it's already started happening. This backyard brawl was played 70 or so consecutive years until 2011 when the Big East split up. West Virginia went to the Big 12. Pittsburgh went to the ACC. They just flat out stopped playing it. They didn't play it for a decade this was the first time the folks in Morgantown got their hated rival in their town on their turf. They're only separated by about 70 miles. And I mean, it, it's, it's really close because Morgantown is like the, almost, almost in Pennsylvania. And a lot of those people end up going to Pittsburgh to live their lives, to work if you're in the corporate world. They, these schools hate each other, Mm -hmm. hate each other, and they didn't get to play. And West Virginia got ripped away from like all of their rivals when they went to the Big 12. Now, look, they made that decision on their own. It's not like they were taken away. I said ripped away. They just didn't play them anymore because they went to a, a, a bigger conference with more money when the Big East split up. But they, this is what you miss, and this is what we might miss if Iowa and Iowa State no longer play each other. And sure, there are people out there that are saying, yeah, I don't want to play this game anymore. Look, th- these folks, and I don't know if, if either fan base ever wanted that game to go away, but they were so happy to get it back in Morgantown. I mean, I, I posted the video of the swinging, uh, singing Sweet Caroline going into the fourth quarter and they change the words you know when it's uh and da 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 they say eat shit pit that that isn't something they just say for that game like they say that it's it's every single game they've been it. chanting that for 10 plus years without even playing that team that's how much they hate them and they Man. finally got them on their home turf, and they got the win. And that place was that place was wild. One addition to yours, I read that Missouri hasn't had a sellout since 2019, and they just and, got it. 
and they just got it against Kansas State, the mm-hmm. old regional rivalry. Mm-hmm. Exactly what you're talking about. And did you hear what they were all chanting? No. What was it? F Kansas. <laughs> they all got together. Yeah, I didn't hear that. And they were cool. all chanting F Kansas early on in that game because that's the one thing Kansas State and Missouri fans can agree on. That's Screw amazing. Kansas. College football, baby. You can't beat it. What a weekend. Matt, what's your uh, Kelderman manufacturing bigger, yeah, better, If you tell me it's another 49 Well, I thought about it. I thought about it. You know, uh, Levi South there in L.A. Just selling out that stadium with 49ers fans. But It's hilarious. No, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Like, even the Chargers, too. I don't think get very many fans there. But, uh, no, I saw this after the Colorado game. I thought this was the post-game speech from Dion where he brought his mom and the rock in i thought this was post game but this was apparently the pre-game uh pep talk where he brought the rock and his mom in just to talk crap about you know your your hawkeye jay uh norvell Um, i like jay norvell for what it's worth yeah yeah i do too he can take it from Dion, but uh, I thought this was amazing. Just the, the fact that he brought his mom in to be like, "My mama raised me right," <laughs> just to get these guys. Like, and he has a microphone. Like, come on, this is a, this is, is the best. Dion's so good for college football. It's as close to like WWE theater <laughs> as yeah. you can get in real sports. David, you know? so funny. David Ubbin from the Athletic, I think, was there on Saturday night and. He had one of the all-time great tweets. It's like, totally normal, whatever Colorado player scored a touchdown, to to go back to the sideline and get a uh, get dapped up by Lil Wayne. Yeah, yeah right. It's like, <laughs> And I saw yesterday, I don't know if you've seen the back and forth between Danny Cannell and Deion Sanders. They both played for Florida State. Yes. Deion was all upset about something Danny said. It was because Danny was mocking the Colorado students for charging the field. Yes. That's why. So, And Deion Sanders Jr. called Danny Cannell a hoe. <laughs> Danny's response was perfect, too. Did you see his response? He Did retweeted he say, like, him. He goes, or something? always staying classy or something mm-hmm. like that. Like Amazing. It is It is something. And, I'm not kidding. and props to – you mentioned Jay Norvell in Colorado State – they didn't back down. No, I wish like, that they, they should have gone for two. I, I'm really surprised that they didn't go for the go for the jugular when they could. I thought they left some out on the table there, and I really, I, I, I wish they would have asked Dion what was said in that post game handshake too. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know, but it it looked fairly cordial. Hassel, I mean, do you get to interview the coaches? For your like prep for these games, we a lot of times down on the field we will talk to them. Like uh, talk like Shane Beamer before the um, North Carolina South Carolina game, we talked, and I said I had a friend whose mom really loved the Cox, and he liked that. I'm that friend. I'm yeah. that friend. Yeah, that's all I asked him. Why? Why do you ask? Because you want me to talk to Dion before the game? I don't know, man. Like, I just want to know what like, you want to ask Dion. I feel that's like gonna he's be like circus. off limits. If you had one question no. for Dion, what would it be? Hey, real quick, I did find this interesting, too, because I'm waiting, and we're going to get to Iowa. We're 39 minutes in, and we haven't talked to Iowa football. Well, I mean, come on. We've, it's, people get it. We, um. I don't know what I would ask him, Van Wink. I'm sorry. I do the Iowa State football postgame show. Yeah. And I, and I don't know if it was because of the illness. 
I'm guessing it was because of the illness that was going around. I, I've been doing this show for 12 years and I've never heard anything like it. They were just one question and into a break after the game on Saturday. Jeez. For the whole team. It was it's weird. tough, too, because a loss like that, you want to hear more. Yeah, that's what you want to hear from them the most. So I, I I don't know. Well, I think I might go up to Campbell tomorrow. Like I, I don't get up there in the middle of the week, but I'm I'm interested to see how that all plays out. All right. Yeah, I'm Iowa. interested to see if, if, you know, his little thing, you know, when he goes into the bunker, if that's going to help him in a week like this where there's going to be a lot of outside noise, you know, from fans. And we joke about, you know, the hot seat thing. He's not on the hot seat. No. It, it, in order to be on the hot seat, you have to have an athletic director or a president that's going to make a move, and that's not going to happen. He could lose every game from here on out. He's not. He's still going to be the coach next year. But and he I would is make taking a lot of heat he, from, he should from fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Iowa um, struggles early. God, that was horrible early. But ultimately takes care of business with a convincing win. Over Western Michigan, they uh, but they did struggle early. Chris, Cave uh, McNamara did, did not look good. That offensive line gave up, I think, four sacks. They ultimately wore that Western Michigan team down, though, and were doing pretty much whatever they wanted to by the end of the game. Your thoughts? More of the same, really. Um, with the the only difference was Iowa had looked good at the start of games in games one and two, and then kind of just. Um, lulled everybody to sleep after that this was this was the opposite and some garbage time points and they covered the spread and they got brian ferentz over 25 points per game average through three games but i just i don't see a way looking at these first three games i don't see a way that they can be in a position to beat penn state come the fourth quarter this week I don't want to be too critical because they've won the games. They, they've won all three games. They've done what they needed to do. But they look like basically as a whole the same team they were last year. The offense is a little bit better. The defense has a few more holes. Like they've shown that they've given up some big plays on defense. And not just this week. Special teams still really good. Had the blocked punt. I feel like all in all, that equates to about the same team. And I think if Iowa would have played at Penn State in week four last year, the line would probably be right about, right about this. Two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm not going to kill them because it all comes down to this week. Like, this is this is what Cade McNamara was brought in for. This is what the, the offensive improvements on, on the offensive line, the... The, the tight end transfer and, and, and losing Lachey is, is big. That, yeah. that is uh, really, really damning for the offense. And I think we'll get an update on him later on this week, maybe later on today. But I, I, I don't expect him to be able to play he, against Penn State. He broke his ankle, didn't he? Yeah. I, He's out for he, the season, I would he, guess. He, I think so, too. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that we've heard anything definitive on it. but I'm, I'm going off of – I read Dr. Men's – report mm-hmm. i think it, you're right yeah he I, called I it a it gruesome is, ankle injury yeah. and likely out for the year yeah i think so so you're not going to have him um mcnamara is still even though he's practicing every day now 
He's still nowhere close to 100%. He's, and Kirk Ferentz has even said this, like he's, he's putting too much on himself. He's kind of in his head a little bit, like every other Iowa quarterback has been. So read into that what you want. I just, I don't think that they are good enough to have a chance to beat Penn State this week. I think Penn State might be, they might be the best team in the country. I don't know. You, you can saw make an Georgia argument against that, South Carolina. You saw, uh, you know, Texas struggle against Wyoming. I, they're a top five team in my mind. You could make an argument they're better than Ohio State right now. Y- yeah, I would. I would. I would. I mean, put Michigan them struggled with Bowling ahead of Green Ohio State yeah. this week. Yeah, Michigan has not looked great. Now they haven't played anybody. Yeah, maybe they haven't shown much, but. I think the only way Iowa has a chance is to really ugly this game up, try to keep it low scoring, force Aller into more mistakes. And as Hair Trigger points out in the comments, he he did not look great under pressure against Illinois. But I mean, you're playing a game at Illinois, and you know they they kind of cruised. I mean, I, I, there was there wasn't a single point in that game that. I thought Illinois really had a chance. And, you know, Illinois is not great, but this is at Penn State. They're still pissed about what happened a couple years ago. They came to Iowa, top five showdown. Iowa beats them. They think that Iowa fans are cheering injuries. So they've got revenge on their mind. They think this is the season that they can finally break through and win a Big Ten championship, get to the college football playoff. This is going to be a really, really tough spot for Iowa. And a quarterback that is about 60 or 70% can't move that well. Can we stop there and talk about him for a minute? I, yeah. I, I'm wondering like how much of it is injury-related, which is clearly a, a good chunk. He He doesn't look like he's seeing the field well. Cade and I I just wonder like how much is injury and then again Chris just how much is just this offense Mm -hmm. you know Cade goes from being at Michigan where you've 90% of the time you have more talent than everybody you're playing most of the time you do at Michigan Mm -hmm. until you get into the playoffs and or you play Ohio State or whatever and and now you know, you're just in this archaic scheme where there's no space at all. Like he's seen all this stuff new for the first time, and I just I wonder. Has, yeah, and he hasn't had a lot of time in practice in no. camp because of the injury, and he can't really move that they well. They finally ran the football, but again, like it's yeah against Western Michigan, a team that Western Michigan, I'm I'm pretty sure gave up 45 points in the first half to Syracuse the week before that. Western Michigan is bad, really bad. The I wanted to quote Scott Docterman here, pick your brain on it. This this got a lot of media play after the game. It's funny, I could see all those guys working in the press box and they probably had their columns done and then Iowa tacked on that extra hmm. field goal at the end and it just changed the whole storyline. This is what Doc wrote for The Athletic. You can listen to Scott Docterman and Chad Lystico on Thursday mornings. They record Legends and listeners, which is presented every week by Heartland Flags here on Iowa Everywhere. 
Doc writes, the drive for 325 narrative overshadows every aspect of Iowa football and has turned it into a cheap punchline. It was just as cheap for Barta to put those objectives into Brian Ferentz's contract last February. He wanted to placate an angry fan base that demanded the offensive coordinator's head. Instead of just firing him, Barta chose a route that lingers around the program like the dust that follows Peanuts character Pigpin. It's everywhere, and it stinks. And he's he's 100% right. You know, the, the narrative after that could have been like, hey, the offensive line finally moved an opponent, yes. and they're running the football, and... Uh, it was a really great adjustments that were made or whatever would have been the narrative after that one. And then he's dead on. It's passing around Twitter. I was trying to run up the score to get Brian Ferentz over the 325 average. And I don't think they were. I think it was just. I don't either. Right. Backups, walk-ons that were just given an opportunity late in that game and they just happened to score. But yes, Dr. Min is, is right. I mean, the only. The only thing I would say is is they were already a laughing stock. Like they would still be a laughing stock, the offense. Well, this has just made it worse. Like they were we, still the punchline last year. We predicted this, this in February. Yes, but what I'm saying is that they would still be a punchline because of how bad they have been. Right. This just makes it worse. This stupid stipulation. What do you think, Chris, about my I, – again, and I don't know. I'm just watching these Iowa games, okay? I don't I don't have inside information. Like, it looks to me like McNamara, he's considerably better than Petrus. I'm not mm-hmm. – but, like, it's hard to play quarterback in that system. Yeah. When you, when you can't get the ball to athletes in space. Like, you just can't. Like, and that's why Iowa's tight ends are consistently more valuable than their wide receivers, as we've covered on this show for – a long time now but I, I just wonder if he's spinning out there because he's you know seeing live reps for the first time in this offense and it's like shit like this well, is totally but, but what different. did he i don't know did he not know that coming in i mean how would he no not i'm not know saying that? he didn't know that but like you can only be prepared by seeing it a little bit and it doesn't look like sure. he's seeing the field well he's missing guys i think I, I think the injury has a lot to do with it yeah, And the injury isn't just the physical limitations. It's all the reps he missed in in practice and in fall camp because of that injury. I think that is not only hurting him, but I think it's hurting the play calling because they don't trust him to do certain things that maybe they haven't seen him do enough in practice. Now, as we point out and you see in the comments, Petrus had five passing touchdowns all last season. Cade has four. He's way better than Petrus. It's not yeah. even close. And that shouldn't Petrus be your baseline comparison either. Petrus no, may be the God. worst, Pe- one of the worst power five quarterbacks in history. Okay. Yes. Like that shouldn't be your baseline comparison. They didn't but, bring Cade McNamara in to be just a little bit better mm-hmm. than Spencer Petrus. Yeah. You go back to the offseason storylines. This, this offense was supposed to be a lot better. But bottom line is they've won the three games. Yep. Show us. Show us that it's gotten better this week. I'm not saying go and beat Penn State. you got to be able to compete in a game like this and go blow for blow with the Nittany Lions this week. 
you didn't bring these guys in to beat Western Michigan or Iowa no. State. You brought them in for a game like this. So let's see mm-hmm. what they come up with. And that's this what I said. is the this is the game. This is the one game on this schedule where you clearly are facing a team that has a ton of talent and is really like every, the other big game going into the season was at Wisconsin. They don't look very good. That's a game they Iowa might be able to win. This is the game. Fans want to see you go out there and compete. Go out there and show what you can do, what you got in that transfer portal with Cade McNamara. He can make some throws. He can keep you in this game. And don't give up these ridiculous big hitters on defense, or this could be uh, this could be ugly. I, I'm not going to go as far as saying it's going to be as bad as the Ohio State game last year, but that's the only comparison in my mind to have right now with the, the level of competition Iowa is playing. I want to thank our friends at the Iowa Event Center and Wells Fargo Arena bringing WWE Raw to town coming up in December. Tickets went on sale last week. Also, Adam Sandler is coming to town for a big stadium show. That'll be fantastic. I'd, I'd like to get over to that one. I'm a huge Adam Sandler fan. Thank our friends at Wells Fargo Arena. Uh, HyVTix.com, where you can get tickets to all the great events at the Iowa Event Center. The um, the Colorado Colorado State game, as I as I mentioned, Chris was one of the coolest college football games I've watched in a long time. You were at a sweet one though. What? Just give me your unfiltered thoughts on Morgantown. It's one of oh, my favorite places to go. What did you think of it? I I did not expect it to be as scenic as it was. Yeah. I mean, it is in the mountain. The hills are, it, it's its really scenic. Um, some really cool old buildings with fun architecture. Um, <laughs> the fans are so passionate. I mean, it, it does remind me of Iowa. There's no professional teams. Sure, they're probably Pittsburgh Steelers fans because they're so close to Pittsburgh. But in that state, that is it. It is West Virginia sports and West Virginia football and they live it they breathe it they've got their nil beer like we do in iowa they've got a great tailgating scene i mean they were sauced up all day long for this thing i i noticed they have a um, chain link fence a permanent chain link fence that separates the student section from the gen pop (laughs) really it's great yeah and the students were just rabid i mean the stuff that they were saying to these pit players it would I, I can't even repeat it here like i we can say pretty much anything on this on this program john miller says what is fun what is fun architecture do they have monkey bars in front of the hotels no like you see buildings that oh, aren't just these um you it's know like you're in a different country yes it's like, really cool yeah. It's it's stuff that I you would you don't see on the Iowa and Iowa State campuses. You, it's not like a cookie cutter, um, cookie cutter buildings. Now this was this is a cookie cutter stadium because it was modeled after Jack Trice, like after the goat. Who is who would who would like look at Jack Trice Stadium forty years ago? I mean, you know what, you know what we need to do. We need to build a new stadium, and it, I want it to look just like Jack Trice. That's what they did. This it, I was on the concourse and it's and it was like bringing back memories of walking the concourse at Jack Trice Stadium. It's like it's the same the same bones that Jack Trice has and the 
and you want to talk cookie cutter, the press box is cookie cutter. Mm. Real cookie cutter. I mean, there are no frills on the outside of the stadium at all. Like Iowa State has really spruced up the outside of Jack Trice. Mm-hmm. They have not done that at West Virginia. They don't care. They don't no. care. It's Mountaineer country. But let me guess. The biggest difference in the stadium, they sell beer, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were one of the first to do it, actually. If I remember correctly, they were like, screw it. We're all in on this. They do not care about their uh, drinking morals at West Virginia. I can promise you that. It's a cool place. It is. Yeah, I was I was really impressed. It's a it's it, it was a fun atmosphere, fun architecture, and a fun town. Uh, little teaser for this week's CW pod. I am recording it on Wednesday morning. You'll like this hassle. Our old buddy, who's now a Denver Post columnist, Sean Keeler. Oh, Keels. Keeler's going to join me to talk about what it's like covering Coach Prime. Mm. But that'd be. I was really. I had already booked this. <laughs> I already had this thing booked like late last week, and then I'm like, shit, they're going to lose to Colorado State, mm-hmm. and then the whole. I was still would have done it like just to catch up with them, but yeah, Keeler and I are going to talk about that leading up to this weekend's game that that you're going to be at. And then again, it sucks that Travis Hunter is going to be out. I'd like to see mm-hmm. that team at full strength, but. Nonetheless, it is. Uh, I I was shocked. This doesn't happen very often. I'm every morning when I take my kid to school, it's at the exact same time. And Dan Patrick's on KXNO, and I I just listened to his opening segment, and he led with Colorado football over the NFL today. Wow, that's a huge statement. Like it that is. never happens. That a college game will will get the top bidding on a show like that. All they need is one more win to hit the. Uh... The over. They're over three and a half win total coming into the season. Um, Iowa State, as you mentioned, to wrap things up, is a is a favorite over Oklahoma State uh, via Circa. I think it was at three the last I saw. Iowa was a 14-point underdog to Penn State. We'll have uh, firmly entrenched coming up this week with Jake Brand and Nick Osen. Osen covered his first Wisconsin game over the weekend. It was weird to see him tweeting about the Badgers. Hmm. They are not right. They kind of got things going a little bit at the end of that game against Georgia Southern, but they are getting better. I'm actually going to watch that game back. They're getting better offensively, but they are not right. Um, and then, yeah, just uh, it was a it was a really good weekend. So appreciate you, Hassel. You got to get ready. And when do you fly out? You have that cross country flight to Oregon. Or oh, I'm assuming yeah. you got a bunch of connections, right? Or are you going to Atlanta? Uh, well, to I was going to have to have many connections to fly into Eugene. I decided to fly into Portland so that I only have to connect once. Then you're going to rent Atlanta. a car and drive. Yeah, rent Great a car, drive. drive down a couple hours, and uh, you'll love it. You'll love and- the drive. It's I amazing actually, out there. Since it's an early game, it's a it's a three thirty Eastern game, so I've got a red eye out of Portland. So after the game, I'm gonna get in the rental car, turn on the Iowa game, listen to that on the drive to the airport, and flying back home. God willing, I mean, if I can make it through this week, I'm I'm sick, brother. Uh, You're not sick. I'm sick. Oh man, I woke my my throat hurts so bad. It still hurts bad. Just go bad. lay in that pool. Yeah, I wish I could, but you know what? Got to work. Got to go into work. Got to get everybody. Got to get. Got to give everybody at HQ sick. Got to you know fight through, it brother. If you call in sick, you're like, oh, he's soft, and then it screws everybody. You go in, you get everybody sick. What are you gonna do? 
Yeah, it's it's kind of a predicament, isn't it? All right. It is a uh, predicament. Maddie Van Winks, thanks for everything you do. Van Thank Winkle's kind of turned into like our like, like I don't mascot. I don't text much, you know that, right? Like I just I'm a bad texter. I just am. Mm-hmm. And like we'll get four or five texts from Van Winks per day just with like hot takes. He doesn't have a lot of hot takes on the show. Just, and all of a sudden pepper you with them. Van Winks is just fired up about something. Did you see this? This is unbelievable. Just trying I think he's just trying to get you all amped up, Hassel. Oh, he did with that oh, that field goal just <laughs> killed me. Van Winks, you, you, know, I, you know what I like? People are starting to recognize Van Winks out there, right. and he's got Jeez. some haters. Van Winks starting to get some haters. You know you've made it. You know you've arrived when you've got people who hate your fucking guts. And, man, there are people out there that just they, they want to go. They want to just slap him in the face with placenta. <laughs> they want your ass. <laughs> I I opened up my D, my Twitter DMs. Uh, hey. I think it was yesterday, and there's just a DM from Tyrese. No, no, mm. Nathan, who's an Iowa State fan, mm. and it's a link to something on Facebook where a woman who had just had twins laid out her twin placenta on top of her bed. Oh, why? Gosh. And it just says twinning. <laughs> so I mean, I'm assuming that oh, placenta is bigger than like a normal placenta. It's a double placenta. Oh, there's extra. There, there's not two double placentas, the or there's just one. Double the meat. <laughs> Man, think about them cows fighting over that. Sorry. How did, like, the plac- how did the cow placenta taste, Williams? I didn't even ask you that. Delicious. Like, what does it taste like? Does it like taste brisket. like chicken? Like brisket. <laughs> like brisket all right we'll be back on thursday morning uh again cw pod uh steeple ridge cw pod with sean keeler we've got all of our other great shows all week here on iowa everywhere for matt van winkle i'm chris williams for uh chris hassel we'll see you on thursday guys iowa everywhere